I'm David Dom, and are you ready to break through? Yep, the price objection. That's what this program is all about. Do you ever feel this way, where you're behind the eight ball? I know I felt that way. And there's a lot of reasons why we sometimes feel that way. It's because we're behind maybe our goal. Customers are putting us in corners, in that corner pocket. It doesn't have to be that way, but it often is. You know, it's that great distraction that I know you might be facing. There's no way I'm paying that much for seed. I, I can get brand X for that much a unit, less than you. What do we do? What do we do? Got a question for you. You're going to change your mindset just for a second. When you hear you need to meet their price, what should you do? Should you A, lower your price to meet their demands? B, be prepared with a question and a quick statement. C, use your objection process. D, B, and C, or A, A, and C. What do you think? Hmm. Well, if you answer D, B, and C, you're exactly right. And we're going to give you some of those statements, those questions, and using that objection process to help you through that great distraction. We have three goals that we're going to accomplish in this program. Get yourself a piece of paper and a pencil. Get ready to go. Number one, we're going to talk about the consequences of reducing your price, and boy, there is some. Sometimes we think only today, but there's consequences downstream. Number two, we're going to create your value list. That's important. And then three, we're going to give you some must-ask questions. That's where we're going. Does that sound okay with you? So when you're the customer and you're not comfortable with the price that they give you and you try to negotiate, you try to use sometimes strategies of Sometimes they're made up, sometimes we're not quite sure, but we say we're just not ready. We say, it, we say those things because we're fearful of taking, being taken advantage of, right? Sometimes you don't believe in the product, don't believe in the salesperson, and you're pushing back. Sometimes you're hoping that there's a better deal somewhere else, that they'll give you a better deal. We just don't know if we trust him or her or the company, and, you know, oftentimes just a habit. We've learned it from a young age, watching our moms and dads or aunts or uncles or friends. We're just supposed to push back on price, so it's sometimes a habit. Now, my question to you is, why do customers push back? What's their list? Well, their list is likely just like yours. And the one I have now highlighted in yellow that you see right here is they may not see value in you. So... A question for you. When you're the customer, what's the downside of pushing back on price? Well, maybe it takes you a little bit of time. It can be a little fun. But there's really a lot little downside. Would you agree? So what's the downside for customers to ask you to lower your price? Are you willing to do that? What's the downside of doing it? I think reflection is good. What I'd like you to do is I want you to think of this question. I want you to put yourself as the customer. Name a product and a time that you bought something at the rock bottom low price. I want you to think of what it was, when it was. And then the second thing I want you to do is what was the outcome? Go ahead, pause the program, reflect on that. And once you've reflected on it, written it down, hit play and I'll be back with you. Okay, now all of us have had experiences, haven't we, where we've shopped and bought something at the 
rock-bottom low price. What did we get in return? Well, when you're the customer, we often want a lot of things. We often want trust. Did we get trust when we bought low price? I don't know. How about reliability? Did you, did you get a reliable product? Did you get a reliable service? What was the return on your investment? You paid a price, but what was the cost? Because cost is what the outcome is. Did you have to replace that product? Did it frustrate you? Did it take added time? What was the convenience of getting that low price product? Was it, were, were you, did you meet a knowledgeable salesperson? What was the quality like? Price was low, certainly. What was the warranty like? How about the service? So the question is, is when, we, when we're the customer, we do that, do our, do our customers do that? Absolutely. And when we lower our price, we also lower the trust. If we were willing to sell at this price and now we knock $15 off, what have we just told the customer? We would have taken their money at what? Right here. When you go buy a car and they say, here's the price, you go in and you say things like, well, I'm not sure I really like it, and they lower the price, lower the price, lower the price. They were willing to take your money up here, weren't they? So what happens to trust? Get squeezed, doesn't it? Want yourself, look yourself right in the mirror. How you buy is how we sell. We sell like we buy. If you accept put-offs, if you're a price buyer, you'll likely be a price seller. The evidence is there. So what can we do about it? Well, customers only pay more when they see the, what I call the law of value. And that's your true worth is determined how, by how much you give in value than you take in payment. So they only pay more is when they value who? You. That's when they really begin to value you. So I got a question for you. You want to get your pencil out? What are you worth per unit? What are you worth per unit in a unit of corn or a unit of soybeans? Have you figured that out? Take your salary, take your expenses, take all that, put it together and divide it by the number of units you sell, you get a what? That's your per unit cost. Are you worth that to your customers? Do you believe you are? Do you believe you really are? I want you to start, start this process in the downloader material here. You have what I call a label of all the things that you might be providing customers. And you can certainly add to that if you'd like. But what I want you to do in the middle column is what specifically do you do and how many hours do you invest in one of those labels, one of those things you do per customer? And then what I want you to begin to think about is what does that translate to a value per acre for your customer? It's a great exercise. You're going to add those up and you're going to get a number. Now, that's what you're worth. Do you believe you're worth that? And does your customer see that kind of value in the expertise, the knowledge, the convenience, the reliability, the knowledge that you provide him or her on their farm? See, you have to believe it, but they have to believe it as well. So what's your believe to do ratio? Do you really do the things that you believe? It's a big question to begin to ask. See, this, this distraction that we often get you know, it's, I'm not paying that much. I can't get, I can get an, another company for a lot lower. Don't get caught flat-footed. Because when we don't say anything, when we don't respond, what have we just told the customer? He's right. But sometimes we say things in a way that causes friction, and that's not good either. So here's some must-ask questions that you have to ask. You have any customers 
that are pushing back. You've done business, done a great job. I'm going to ask this question. You know, Jerry, Cindy, have I treated you unfairly in the past? No. Well, I wouldn't about to do that now. It's a great, great question to ask. You need to stand firm. When they say I need to, you need to be at this price, well, what would you like me to leave out of my proposal or services then during, during the year? Why, well, I, I want all of it. Well, the, the other company said they're going to do all that. Do you really believe that? This is a question that's going to help you stand firm. And then they might be missing out if they leave you. What do you think they are leaving out, that competitor at that price, or won't do to meet your service expectations at the price they quoted? What do you think they're leaving out? Now, you're likely going to get her silence or, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. This is a missing out question. It's a big time question. You got to be ready to ask it. So I think fear of loss is one of the drivers that all of us have in our, in our personal lives when we're buying anything for our business and or personal life. If you've done a great job of servicing a customer, done a great job, remember all those labels that you put down? I want you to ask this question. If there was one thing I've done for you in the past that I didn't do for you in the future, what would you miss the most and why? You're going to hear silence, and they're going to say things like, well, what are you taking out? What aren't you going to do? What do you mean? What I mean is, if there was one thing that I didn't do for you in the past that I didn't do now, what would you miss the most? You really begin to establish what? Differentiation and value in you. See, I think reflection's good. Here's some more. Are you looking to increase, are you looking to reduce risk or increase yields or both? What do you think they might say? Both. What have you based your seed decisions on in the past? It's a great question. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to want to have your pencil, pen, paper ready to take those notes. When you pay more for products, what do you expect then? Well, I expect it to be better. That's why you'll invest more with me. What, are you going to guarantee that? I can guarantee my services. I can guarantee you the experience that you're going to have. Absolutely. Remember your value. Remember the value that you created on your label sheet. How should we figure then, Mr. Customer, the savings per unit I bring from expert product placement to field delivery, to field observations then? So if you have this price per unit that you're getting from them, how would you like us to figure out the savings per unit that I'm bringing you as your seed expert in the product placement, in the field delivery, in the field observations, and you can add more on there and watch it get silent, and you got to use the six-second rule, and you got to re-ask the question again, and you're going to find out some very, very important things. I think it's important reflection on their part, past versus present. When commodity prices are high, are bushels growing more or less important? What are they going to say? Well, really important. Well, when commodity prices are low, are bushels growing more or less important? What are they going to say? You got it. More important. 
It's a question you got to ask. Now, when you get in a combine and you sit in that buddy seat and you look up what the farmer, your customer's looking up, you're looking up right up that, that yield monitor. And think about what's on a yield monitor. Yield, dry bushels, wet bushels, uh, field acres covered, moisture. Uh, it's got it all there, doesn't it? You know, why do we look, why, do, why does the farmer, why does our customer look at the yield when he's in the combine? Because that's his what? That's his paycheck. I have never seen a yield monitor that has price per unit on it. Have you? See, it's the outcome that farmers are wanting. We're focused on price now, but we're wanting the what? Outcome. They're not worried next fall that they paid less for that unit when it doesn't perform, do they? Does it matter? It's about the yield. It's about the performance. When they say it's all about the same, really? What are you delivering? See, if you can't honestly differentiate yourself, what's it going to be about then? About the price. See, if you really want to differentiate yourself, it's about being different, not the same. And so it's the unique value that you create. Here's the question that you got to ask. Mr. and Mrs. Farmer, remind me again how long I've worked with you. You know, in all the years of working with my 45 customers, the only time I've ever lost a customer was when I wasn't doing something for them. Is there anything I'm not doing for you that I could help you with? Boy, when you ask questions and listen, watch yourself grow in the mind of a customer. See, you bring unique value. You are. Your input is critical. You, you are the source of a wide area of all the results, performance results, emergence, black layer, flowering, weed control. You provide all those insights of all the things that you've seen across many different environments, all the expertise that you have. You're the person that in, interprets year-to-year -year, uh, variation of products. You focus them on the best products to maximize return, don't you? That brings value. Some final tips. Eliminate the word price and use instead the word investment. Never forget when you argue, argue with a customer who wins, and when you use the skills that I've provided in this module, you're going to gain respect from not only your customer, but from your competition. When you trash your competitor, it comes around and roosts in your home. Don't do that. At the end of the day, when you use these skills and these processes, your customer is going to be saying things like, you know what? I'm really glad I work with you. I'm so glad I've had a chance to work with you today on the consequences of reducing price. We worked on creating your value list and the value list of a farmer and those must-ask questions that are going to allow you to go make it happen. It's about breaking through, breaking through price objections. I'm David Dom. Go have a breakthrough today.